Hello, buddies, fellow Franco fans. It is I, your host, Jason Rudy, with you once again on the Franco Observer Podcast, talking about the films of Just Franco. And on this, episode 87, we tackle film 87, Eris Fontaut, uh, which is uh, the French theatrical title, and it's They Do Everything. So, uh, yeah, this is a uh, first time watching this, and uh, before I jump ahead, um, give you the usual spiel. Uh, my name is Jace Rudy from Desperate Visions Productions, Sacramento, California-based filmmaking group, and uh, just doing editing right now, post-productions, and got to get back on that and uh, get those films out. So, uh, there, that's that out of the way. So, anyway, back to this film. So, we are in... 1978, basically, this period of Jess Franco. And from here on out, we're just going to go straight forward. No jumping back and forth and all that. Uh, as of episode 86, the last episode, um, which was a cocktail special, uh, from here forward, it's just straight ahead. So everything's going to be in uh, in running order and uh, in the correct running speed. So here we go. Elise Fontaut, uh, French theatrical title, They Do Everything, France, 1978. Uh, alternative titles, uh, Quel Certo Sapporo, Italian theatrical, That Certain Flavor. Uh, and then the Belgian theatrical, Dutch language, is They Do Everything, same one. Uh, Ziedon Aris. And then the German theatrical is uh, Do It Again, Baby. And it's uh, Mac Nachmel Baby. And then we have the French video, which is uh, just changes entirely and just talks about the location of the building. And they call it Blowjob Hotel. Wow, Blowjob Hotel. That's a hotel I would love to stay at. So, yeah, Blowjob Hotel, French title. Le Hotel de Succesus. <laughs> uh, and then we have um, the shooting tile. Girls of All Trades. That's what it was shot under. De Felis et Taut Ferre. And then we have uh, alternative shooting title, Nini the Spanker. And that's uh, Nini Le Fesse. And we have unconfirmed titles, That's Certain Pleasure. Uh, Quel Certo Placere. Italian theatrical. All right, so of course this period, these three, from last film and this film forward, for a little bit at least, is... Uh, Comptoir, a François de Film Production out of Paris, which is, of course, Robert de Nesselle. And the theatrical distributor is the same, Comptoir François de Film Production out of Paris. Uh, timeline shooting date on this is early 1978. So early, I would guess that's maybe like late January. Because I think um, the last film, Cocktail Special, this film, They Do Everything, and the next film... Uh, was like burning up inside or I burn everywhere. Uh, those three he basically knocked out in like a little over a month. So it's like barely seven, eight days on each film. So I would guess um, since that was, says early 78. So yeah, so same with this. It just says early, doesn't give it a month. But I'm thinking right after, because it's right after Christmas he did this. So I would think about middle of January, somewhere to about the middle of February. 1978. So after all that, uh, they released it about 10 months later or so in November of 1978. That's uh, November 28th. 
the French visa was issued, and it was an X certificate in France, November 28th, 78. Then played Paris, uh, January 31st of 1979, just uh, about two months later. And then played a month later, or actually about two weeks later, in uh, further in France, in Nantes, February 14th, Valentine's Day, uh, 1979. And then hit Germany, it says circa 1979. Uh, then Bari in Italy on December 19th, 1983, about uh, four years later. And then finally, three years after that, it played April 2nd in Rome of 1986. Uh, theatrical running time, France, 81 minutes. Video and DVD running time converted from Italian, the Cine Video Sud Pal VHS, which is the copy I'm watching. Uh, that's 76 minutes, 55 seconds, so about the same. All right, director, and since this is X-rated, it's director Jess Franco, but he's billed as Clifford Brown, famous Clifford Brown, no relation to Charlie Brown from Out of Town, or Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant there. Uh, writers, Jess Franco as Clifford Brown, Robert De Nacelle as Robert Hugh, H-U-G-H-E, at the end of it. Uh, dialogue, Luciette Godot, producer, of course, Robert E. Nacelle. Director of photography and camera operator, Jess Franco, as Elaine Hardy, A-L-A-I-N, almost like Alan, but Elaine, Elaine Hardy. Music, of course, Daniel J. White, but even he uses an alias. He does it as Pablo Vila. Wow. So Jess Franco has an alias in this. Robert E. Nacelle has aliases and Daniel White. Production manager, just same as he is, Jacques Garcia. No uh, double on him. Not even a double on Comptour Francois either. They have to go by their own deal. So speaking of aliases, we have Lena Romay, but here she's billed as Candy Coster. But in this book, of course, where I'm getting my information, Flowers of Perversion, The Delirious Cinema of Jesus Franco, Volume 2 by Stephen Thrower. Here it just says uh, Lena Romay as Nina Lefesse, a porno star, but she's actually billed as Candy Coster. So it's interesting that they don't have that in here, but they have everybody else's alias. So, yeah, Candy Coster. Uh, Martine Fleti as Sarah. And then we have uh, Didier Aboriat as Monsieur Eric Dupont. Then we have Adia Vargas returning again from the last film and from previous films. This time she plays Fatima, the receptionist. She was, um, um, let's see, what's her name in the last film, Cocktail Special? She was um, Martine, yeah, that's right, uh, the main one. So, yeah, so she was. And then we have um, Marius Clavier. And just checking to see if he was in the last film. Yes, he was. Oh, yeah, okay, so he was the servant. So in this one, he is Abdul, the hotel manservant. Oh, that's right, because him and uh, Adia Vargas are together quite a bit. Then we have Susan Hemingway returning to the Franco universe. Uh, his first film she does, I think, after from since uh, Love Letters of Portuguese Nun. Yeah, cause she does that one and then comes back and does these next couple coming up here. But, yeah, so she's in it. She returns to the universe. And uh, in this one, she is Nanette. Uh, in Italian, she's also called Nene. We have Mel Rodrigo as Monsignor Carlo Duras, and uh, Beer as Benny Sousa. So, yeah, uh, I thought we had somebody else too that was returning. I thought um, 
Britney Sousa. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, it adds okay. Beer ads, but it doesn't say who she is. So yeah. So you have Benny Sousa who was actually Eugenie in the last film, so we got her back and you got uh you don't have Korean Gambier though in this one. So no Korean Gambier, but you have Benny Sousa and you have um uh Lena Romay of course joining and then you have um Adia Vargas returning and uh Maurice Clavier returning. So yeah, you got you got some of the same cast and crew. And I think they they do these three in a row, so uh, the synopsis, which I usually read in the review portion, which, uh, once again, I am pleased to announce that uh, Ms. Colisini is returning again to review this film with me, uh, and uh, she's uh, getting ready to watch it now. So, But, yeah, usually the synopsis I read during that section, but uh, in the book it's just, like, huge. They basically go through the whole film, and the synopsis is, like, a whole page by itself, so I'm going to skip that. Um such a detailed synopsis so but yeah I'm gonna go ahead and just read the review and everything else alright Jess Franco joins the porno riffraff with this thoroughly banal sex film Elise Fontaut has not one iota of visual or narrative imagination and instead taxes the patients with tedious couplings and cheeky comedy it's relentlessly straightforward utterly ambitious and really quite irritating a dab of mild flagellation and e some even milder female domination will surely fail to push anyone's meters into the red, while actors come across as dim smudges of themselves, acting out prosaic sex comedy tropes without a flicker of genuine passion. Susan Hemingway essays the first of two consecutive roles for Franco. There we go. Although her character here is much less interesting than her daughter of a sex trafficker in Gibre de Partout. Here she drifts through various comedy setups involving a dumb schmuck husband who doesn't know how to please a woman. Nor for the matter does she know how to teach him. Her idea of taking the problem in hand is to count metronomically like the speaking clock while he pumps away on top of her. Lena Romay tries to enliven proceedings as Nini, a porno actress on holiday who educates the three uptight couples in the ways of love, but her chances of starring Celestial in such a limited firmament are impeded by Franco's vacationing inspiration. Something that acts against the film, if you try to take it seriously, is the way it adopts a relentlessly heteronormative point of view. There are two marital problems, in quotes, that require attention from Nini. The first is male impotence, a perennial problem in Franco hardcores. The second is the preference of one male character, Carlo Duras, played by Mel Rodrigo, for the passive role in bed. We see him filleting his girlfriend's strap-on while she whips him, an arrangement that we conclude is not to the woman's satisfaction as she looks thoroughly bored. I hope this works. I'm tired of men, says Carlo, introducing a notion repeated several times in later Franco films of a gay man being, quote, in parentheses, or in quotes, turned straight. The couple's sadomasochistic sex game suggests that it's going to take more than the missionary position to satisfy Carlo, but Franco isn't prepared to leave it there. The arrangement has to be fixed so the couple can have normal sex. What an odd, petite, bourgeois attitude this is. Does Franco really expect Carlo to stop being an S&M freak and settle for the missionary position? 
that the couple in question might learn to enjoy the subdom games they play seemed not to occur to him. Instead, with that relentless jolliness that affects all of Franco's sex comedies, Nini must cure Faye Sapling Carlos so that he can do it properly. It's not going too far to say that this prescriptive attitude takes precedence over everything else. The climax of the story, six minutes long, involves Nina sucking Carlo's penis while he sleeps, and then inserting the tenuously erect member into his sleeping wife's pussy. Well done, purrs Romay. The cart is steered back onto the narrow path of conformity. With the dubious service completed, Romay flounces off down the hotel corridor, and the film abruptly ends. Wow. Yeah, I haven't watched this yet, so it sounds interesting. Uh, Labinial conservatism isn't the only problem. What really lets things down is the lackadaisical way Franco trudges through his minuscule scenario. As if taking a cue from the limp-dicked male cast, Elise Fontaut suffers from a lack of erectile energy. Even bearing in mind the small rewards which Franco fanatics are accustomed to in his lesser works, there's precious little nourishment here. Darn. Uh, the fault may lie with Comptour boss Robert de Nacelle, who cooked up the story idea. He's credited as Robert Hugh. Rumor has it he came up with the story over coffee with Eurocene boss Marius Lesseur when the two men found themselves discussing the idea of working with Franco again. During the meeting, de Nesselle concocted the basic outline for Elise Fautons while Lesseur scribbled down the superficially similar Eros Hotel made by Sergio Bergonazelli in 1979. Working from Dina Cell's less than scintillating storyline, Franco crams all of his inventiveness into the dialogue, which is packed with lines of utter daftness. Playing with a vibrator, a woman cries, Oh, magic banana, splendid magnetic banana, I adore your powerful form, symbol of great power. There's nothing better than exotic fruit to make you come properly. <laughs> wow. Nina, the porno actress, rehearses a scene which requires her to scream, Give it to me from the front, from behind, stick it in my ear, everywhere. And during, wow. and during a blowjob, the bisexual Carlo tells his new girlfriend, Sato, You suck just like my first love, the village policeman. He was the only one who could make me come. <laughs> wow. Uh, however, there's also a rather shocking tinge of racism to the banter. Here we go. <clears throat> Viewer discretion advised. When the stark-skinned Portuguese North African waiter, Abdul... Maurice Clavier, takes breakfast to one female guest. She offers him a blowjob, saying, Come here, little gorilla. Wow. And during the sex act itself, she chunters, It's exotic, like making love with a chimp. Wow. In Franco's defense, I think the woman is meant to sound ridiculous. And a racism is played as the twittering of a wealthy and ignorant fool. But given the very sketchy characterizations on offer, we have to stretch for the explanation rather further than we should. And it's not as if she gets her comeuppance. I don't think it's political correctness gone bad to wish that Franco had found a better way to lampoon his characters. All right. Well, that's interesting. So yeah, I'll be watching that soon. Here, probably about the next half hour. I'm started up. All right, music, uh, hotel lobby jazz, and various cheeky cues do nothing at all to rescue the film. So, you know, we have jazz in it. Hotel lobby jazz, that's a very nice form of jazz. That should be a, a subgenre unto itself. I'm actually going to write that down. Because uh, you have, like, you know, yacht rock and all that different kind of jazz. Uh, but, yeah, hotel lobby jazz. Uh, okay, locations, of course. 
Uh, number two, the Feral Hotel in Cascias, Portugal. Yeah, so cocktail special, this film, and I Burn Everywhere, the next one, all have the Feral, F-A-R-O-L, hotel as their main location. All right, connections. Uh, if you're a glutton for punishment, how about a remake? See Franco's El Hotel de los Lagues, 1982, for more of the same. In Obsession, Lucas Balboa says that the porno musical for which Nina is rehearsing is Sucking in the Rain, but the joke has been lost in the Italian version. Wow, that's awesome. Wow, Sucking in the Rain. All right, French theatrical release. A study of the French release shows, once again, that just because a Franco film has fallen out of circulation in the DVD and Blu-ray era does not mean it was a flop on its original release. On the contrary... Elise Fontaut played extensively in Paris between 1979 and 83, so four years, becoming something of a fixture on the Parisian circuit and mopping up considerable sums over the years. It opened on six screens on January 31, 1979, including the ever-reliable Beverly, plus the Grammont, Axis, Cinevogue Saint Laurent, and Cinevogue Montepernas. During its first three weeks on release, the number of screens diminished from six to three to one, after which it missed a week before reappearing on February 28th at the Pacific. This set in motion a series of intermittent one-week bookings across Paris, beginning with weeks commencing May 23rd, 1979 at the Mairie and June 6th, 1979 at the Pix. In 1980, it resurfaced at the Synagogue St. Laurent, August 27th. And on September 15th, 1982, it returned to the Beverly, and a fortnight later at the Synagogue Montparnasse. In 1983, it was back in circulation at the Mairie on January 12th, the Strasbourg, February 23rd, and the Synagogue Montparnasse, May 4th, and the Beverly again, August 24th. Wow. All of which strongly suggests that Elise Fontaine was sort of a repertory standby which certain adult theaters could pull out of storage if they needed a sure thing, perhaps when another title had stiffed at the box office. It's notable that this film, rather than the more transgressive cocktail special or the gloomier Le Brou de Partant, uh, uh, I burn everywhere, uh, was the hit from the late Dina Cell period. Elise Fontaine is essentially a comedy with hardcore scenes leavened by absurd humor and much verbal silliness, making it as inoffensive and palatable a sex film as Franco ever produced. In fact, it's very similar in this respect to another of Franco's high performers, 1974's Celestine and All Around Made. It also toured the Providences, including a booking in Nantes. February 14th to the 20th of 79, which proves that more than one print was in circulation at the same time. The Italian dub Quel Certo Sapore dispenses with the French credit sequence in favor of new typography set against a red background typical of Italian hardcore. For greatest hits selection of scenes from Elise Fontaut, cocktail special in Je Brûle de Parto, see also Claire. 1983 so all right well that's all the information that is written up in uh, flowers of perversion so with that being said we'll go ahead and hit these little uh, notes i have here uh there's a donation button of course on the front please feel free to donate if you so can either one time or multiple recurring whatever whatever floats your boat or float your sailboat. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, 
Always feel free to download any of the episodes, uh, including the current one you're listening to. And feel free to subscribe to the show on your favorite listening platform. We always have episodes ready to go, automated, always Wednesday mornings, 1 a.m. West Coast time. So always the same time, always the same day. I basically edit and uh, upload them for every Wednesday at a certain time. So then they're just automated that they're set. Usually I have those up about three or four up in advance. So usually do the month, knock it all through. So, yep, those are all up there. So please feel free to download and subscribe. And uh, if you like the show, tell a friend about it. Uh, turn people on to Just Franco. Turn people on to this podcast. You can always use new listeners. It's always much appreciated. We got listeners from literally around the world, people that listened weekly and talked to us from everywhere from Australia to Norway to Italy to Spain to Quebec to California to Mexico to all over the place. So, yeah, we're definitely a worldwide show. So join the fun and tell your friends. don't matter where you're at. You can listen to us everywhere. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, talk to us and send us any email or questions or fan mail or anything. Always feel free at uh, FrancoObserver at Yahoo.com. Uh, it's FrancoObserver at Yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and uh, under the Franco Observer Podcast and on Instagram under the Franco Observer Podcast. So, of course, mission statement, praise in memory of Jess Franco, bringing the name and films of Jess Franco to new eyes and ears. And one, like I always say, we do that, and we are fulfilling our mission statement. And that's what you want to do in life, right? Fulfill your statement, fulfill your mission, whatever it is. We always have many missions, and uh, I don't know. Lately, I feel like I'm knocking through a few good missions, so let's see how we do on this. So, all righty. Well, I hope you're all doing well. I'm recording this on the Easter Sunday here in the... uh, state of California in the United States. It's a uh, sunny, windy day out, and um, I hope you're all doing well, and hang out past the bumper music, and you'll hear the review of Eddie's Fontout. They do everything. Buenas noches. Hey, buddies. Welcome once again to the Frank Goes Over podcast. And this is, as I said at the top of the show, film 87, episode 87. Um, it's called I'll Do Everyone, uh, Eddie's Fontout. And speaking of somebody who likes that mantra is my guest again, Miss Collie Sini. <laughs> Loving the intros. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A supporter of They Do Everything. Yeah. <laughs> And in this film, Lena does live up to the title of They Do Everything because she does every one, actually. It yes. should be. Yeah. This is, uh, without jumping in too much, this is a Lena star vehicle. Lena is the main attraction. Um, it's funny. I'll just say this before I ask you what you thought of the film and all that. It's funny to me. It was like you introduce these minor characters and then Lena comes in and it's like, okay, let me show you how it's done. You know. So. <laughs> And she does what she can with what she had to work with. So uh, I figured that's a good segue onto you because uh, what did you think of this film? Yeah, I second that for sure. It, it was like, I, 
yeah, I, I had um, my mixed feelings about this one, just as I did the last one, but more, more so with this, I think, I don't know. Um, the whole comedy angle was a little weird to me. Um, I mean, I tried to, you know, giggle with it, but it's like, oh, cool. Like sometimes it's just so, you know, uh, I mean. Well, one comedy thing that I left. Cigarette and she exhale. She's sucking his dick. So she, she blows out the smoke. I you mean, just took the words out of my mouth. I was getting ready to say that. That's the one scene that worked for me that I laughed at was oh him God. smoking a cigarette and coming out of her mouth. And then later the guy sucking the noodle and it coming out of her mouth. I was like, come on. Like it's coming out of his pee hole, the smoke. To me, that's such a juvenile thing, but it's just goofy. It's like, oh my God. It's so, you know. It was like, it was like, like eight eight year old humor or something with like that's why I liked it. But, <laughs> but it's like she's sucking his dick. It's it's just awkward. <laughs> I know it is weird. <laughs> I, I don't know. But like, you have an odd sense of humor, like from the last film we talked about the odd stuff, and in this that was just that odd touch, and it was totally out of place. It was like what the fuck? That's probably why I laughed because you know to me anything with comedy or or anything is the element of surprise. You know, like I always say that goes back to knock knock who's there you're waiting to hear who's there so with lena it was that smoke coming out it was something unexpected so it was like goofy oh, i mean they were being campy and doing silly jokes oh, yeah. the whole way through it was like totally, totally. Whole notion of a sex comedy i don't really grasp i don't know like it was there's so much like 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 even at the beginning when the guy meets the girl and he's like a foot shorter than she is so he stands on a chair so that they can make out and it's just i don't know so much like awkwardness and he's like going oh, 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 oh like while she's sucking his dick like it's so crazy and shocking and it's like i don't know like how are you supposed to get into it when like it's like it's like a clown getting his dick sucked it's like i, I don't know it just hey so- clowns need love too okay you know people have to make people laugh and sometimes the funny man needs to have his dick sucked you know so there's nothing wrong with that but usually when the funny man gets his dick sucked, he stops laughing at it. That's true. He does a look around and like mug with funny faces and, you know, do his glasses up and down like that one guy was doing. So, so anyway, so you're talking about them. So I'm going to go into that. I figured with this film, I do like we do the last film, just kind of break it down sex scene by sex scene. And then we could talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so right away, we learned that uh, this is a porno. Uh, there's nudity right off the bat. We see Lena through the keyhole, which is a nice kind of a artistic touch and yeah i should actually note note that um there are several copies of this going or yeah. two copies of this and the one that starts with the keyhole is the one that you want um if it starts with just a red a color because i actually started that one and it didn't have subtitles so i'm looking for another and i was reading about people talking about getting that one and how it, it said that the runtime was like uh, seven minutes short of the other ones and then when I got the one that we we watched together with the keyhole start that one has the full runtime so if you have if, if there's less than uh, it's it, I mean it says 120 minutes on IMDb well it could be the converted time too they well, could be no, converted a, from PAL to sometimes the, the running time, it will say a, a higher number, but it's really the lower number. But it's the conversion of the running time from the actual PAL to the to the capture. 
So right, but I'm saying that like that the 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 IMDb is is off, I believe, because it, it often is, yeah. is like you said, yeah. But like the one that we have, the one seventeen, I think is more correct than the one ten yeah. one that that you could the one ten one twelve one that you can find, and that one has some stuff omitted. Apparently, I I don't know. I read some threads about it, so I was like, yeah, the one that was full. So I, uh, from the down, book, it talks about the red start one. That's from a VHS release of it. And it's got that red beginning. And that's one thing that I stuck in my head when you said red beginning. I said, oh, OK. But I didn't know they cut out the keyhole scene. So, yeah, so definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's because it starts with the keyhole. And then the other one, it just starts the lady talking to herself in the mirror and the dresser. OK, so, so that's cool. So, yeah, it cuts just, out that whole. So, just so if watchers are watching, they know which one they're watching, which is a cool scene because they speak out the credits, which is kind of cool. They say each person's name, including Jess Franco's alias, Lena going as Candy Coster, yeah. uh, um, uh, Robert Dina Sales got a fake name. Like all these all these fake names, which is pretty funny. And it's kind of cool. that They speak out the speak out all the credits. You don't see that a lot. So that was kind of a cool scene. You see Lena sucking on her vibrator and then finger banging herself and then like rolling over and doing a bunch of stuff. And then it cuts down. And then uh, you see uh, some cool mirror shots. Actually, I count like five mirror shots in this first like five, ten minutes of the film. Uh, This man answers an ad. The man and this woman are uh, neighbors, I guess, in the hotel, because this is the same hotel that they used in the last film and they use in the film after this. So it's just that one location. So this man, woman are neighbors and they answer a sex ad for a sex partner. And he says, uh, you'll know me by carrying a, a white flower. And she sees him and recognizes him as being the awkward guy. And then he has the flower. And then she's immediately, oh, oh, oh. so then she takes him and uh, they go together. And uh, you see automatically a body of water, a sailboat and sailboats right outside there. Right off the bat, I was laughing. And then you have a blowjob scene with the with the uh, two neighbors. And that goes on while there's uh, another scene with a man and a woman that's a new couple. And she was previously into women and he was into guys. But now they remind each other of their opposite sex. And he says, well, you're strong like a man. And she goes, oh, you're soft like a woman. You know, that was kind of an interesting scene. That was weird because like, he kept t- telling her. I mean, it got weirder where he was like saying like how she had uh hairy chest and all this yeah, and like, that was bizarre know. and yeah, when she was like, sucking him it was like a policeman that he got a blowjob from when he was younger yeah yeah he, he's like describing like you know which is cool like to, i mean i think it's kind of fun when people talk about other lovers while you're having sex with them right and it, but like when it's like when they're comparing you to a man i don't know i would probably not be into that yeah it's like oh this <laughs> you give me reminds of the guy that did it 10 years previous or whatever yeah and yeah kind of yeah know? like or, you know you remind me of my first love uh, a policeman and <laughs> it's just like what the yeah. Like, he was just trying to be as random as possible. It was, you know, a scampy comedy, whatever. But weird. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing was just like I trying to throw you off of like getting into the enjoyment of the sex almost. It was like it was trying to fuck with your head, make you laugh instead of like, you know, get into the perfectness of it. Well, so, it's like, I, yeah, because he's comparing. So you have this first couple who's this awkward, nerdy, like fumbling guy. And then this woman who's this tall, you know, sexually vivacious woman that wants to have sex and he can never feed her. So you have that first couple. 
then you have the second couple, which is the guy and the woman, and they're both into the others. And also, did you recognize that couple, the second couple? Do you know who they were in the last film? Oh, you mean, yeah, I mean, the... You're talking. Oh, oh wait, I, I'm not sure if you're talking about. I mean, there was the black dude that was from the last film. No, no, no. Well, no. I mean, this the second couple, the one, the guy that liked the guys and the girl that liked the girls. Um. Oh no. I mean. Okay. Well, he was Christian. The from yeah. the last film, the brother, yeah. and yeah. the girl was. Uh, I got you, that, but I didn't was, recognize uh, Eugenie from the last film. The that lead. was. Yeah. Yeah. It was her. Oh. Yeah, okay. I don't know why I didn't recognize. That. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, no. I her, her and Lena both they have were a like lot the of... most attractive couple. By oh yeah, a totally, mile. totally. Yeah, they were gorgeous. So you have Sorry. them. So you As have you them. know, I'm still getting. I'm, I'm just at the last leg of my cold here, so my voice sounds funny and my brain is not 100 percent clear. But I'm so apologies for not recognizing that. No. I, feel dumb. I, I did recognize him actually. I don't know why I didn't say that's that. okay. I, I guess I just was mixing up the couples because I'm not sure if we even talked about the one weird just married couple that. No, they're the third couple. Was, um, yeah, no, they're next. Yeah. <laughs> The that's hell? the third couple and he's like a virgin guy and she is which is cool to see uh that's um susan hemingway she was in love letters of a portuguese nun and oh. then yeah so then this is her second film for franco and this is interesting to see her in that where she kisses and stuff but here you see her give head and fuck and they're wow you know so yeah so she's doing all the sex scenes so you have her and him as the third couple and uh where am I at? okay so then uh and her name is uh, Nini, N-E-N-E. And uh, the couple before, yeah. uh, her name was uh, Sato, which I thought was kind of cool. She was, uh, I'm a, yeah. a Sato. I'm Sato, um, I'm Nene. Yeah, and they were the uh, a cocktail uh, special couple, the second couple. And then, of course, the third couple is the virgin husband and, and the wife. And then finally, the fourth, quote-unquote, couple is the maid and the bellhop. And, of course, the maid was um, Martine from the last film. And the bellhop was her guy that helped her that played the guitar and all that stuff you know so it's cool so you have those same four from the last film carried over yeah uh, they were great like peeping in through the pupils and then she's bending or peeping into the pupil looking and he comes up behind her and yeah sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> give it to her that was fun. um there was uh oh yeah so it was interesting so one thing i made a note of uh when the uh sado couple are together uh he's like losing interest in her and stuff. Okay. So I was laughing watching this film. So you, so you, you see these first three couples and all the guys have flaccid dicks and you're the first person I thought of. Cause I'm like, Oh, I bet your college is laughing watching this, you know, thinking, oh, this flaccid I was dude. thinking throughout this film. I was like, I bet Jason's thinking I'm not like, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, Oh, she's not going to like this. There's a couple of scenes. I'm like, okay, she might be maybe digging this or something, but I'm like, Oh, she's probably just going, Oh my God, what the fuck is this? I wasted gigs for this. You know. Lots and lots of flaccid dicks. Lots of yeah. There was parts that just should have been cut. Like, I mean, not to jump too forward, but the part that we finally get, which is so awesome, where Lena is like taking three dicks at once, which yeah. was like, wow, like a wish fulfillment thing for me. Uh, but like, I don't understand why the first half of that whole scene had to be her trying to get these like sad, limp dicks hard. She's like, right. 
trying like going around in a circle with all three of them and they're completely flaccid like she's sucking on them with all of her might and all of her lena's magic tongue and she's just going for it yeah and they're just like standing there completely you know another one clown guy's like oh it's just like oh my god i was like why why is this happening like like the, the disrespect being shown to lena here i like felt like the godfather i like wanted to kill people yeah. i was like this is no wrong. exactly how, how can jess put this on film like how could he show this to anyone this well is he's not, trying right? to like, pad time but yeah and then no. finally they all got hard and everything got much better but it was like why would you not cut all of that like why would why is that not on the cutting room floor like why would you keep that part it was just cruel well you're thinking respectful to lena it's a 70s 78 78 79 porno it's gonna be playing in a porno theater you know i mean it's not you got to think of it that way too it's just you just need time and and you know guys are going to sit there in the porno theater and watch it and jack off to it and stuff and that's just part it's just more fucking scan on film basically more running time but yeah but as a film you're like yeah you can totally cut that it'd be better and blah 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 but not jumping ahead but since we are i'll go back and we'll uh, skim the scene later on. But yeah, watching Lena in that scene, it was funny because she uses like different blowjob techniques on the three different guys. One of the guys, it looks like she's like trying to suck a fucking pee through a straw. She's like, yeah, her head back and just almost like yanking the fucking, you know, with her That's mouth. how I thought you were supposed to do it when I first started. Yeah, I watched that and watch the other way. I was like, wow, she's like, I was watching her trying to get these guys going. I'm like, she's really like working in a bunch of different fucking styles. It's not just, you know, because a lot of times you watch a gal on film, she'll do one style, maybe two styles. Lena was hitting like five or six different styles. Like she's like some exotic fucking, you know, Lena. Never did get any deep throat though. Yeah, she was she was doing that as well. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so anyway, go back to where we of were. They weren't big enough to. Yeah, but... that's true. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but we, you know, so all I'm saying is going back to that Sato couple. There's a weird thing where I. Uh, she's trying to get him going and stuff and he's not interested in this and that. And she comes back and she goes, I'm Batman. And you could be my little Emmanuel. Yeah. <laughs> she's wearing this mask, the strap. I was like, Emmanuel, what the fuck? Yeah. That was like kind of a weird throw in there, you know? Yeah. Batman, Emmanuel. And then it was just like a chick with a strap on and a whip. I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Like, yeah, like that was so, so confusing, but he just went for, he, he just started sucking her, her, her freaking strap on yeah like i was i liked how how it, it's funny how like christian was like a, you know uh what do you call it afraid to touch anyone in the last yeah yeah and then in this one he's like i'm bisexual and he's like licking up in that ass that dude's ass for a long time like, <laughs> no one, he's, he's 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 living up to the name of the movie they do everything you know exactly yeah i know and that's he guy and then one guy goes hey i'm not really into that but then you know and the two girls are that's later on but yeah yeah totally totally um so then we have next we have um oh, okay so after those four then uh so now we're on to sex scene number six and that's the bell. These are really quick ones. The bell and they're uh, three and they're all uh, racial, actually. The bellhop with the uh, with the uh, neighbor woman, the bellhop. That with- wasn't racist at all. All that weird scene. That was what did she call him? My my little monkey animal or something? my little gorilla lover or something. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. 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 And she <laughs> yeah. Says, oh, this tastes exotic. Like I'm my on wild vacation. gorilla or something like that. Yeah, like, what the fuck? And then, yeah, so then he basically... And the other yeah, chick's like, I'm not racist. <laughs> yeah, she throws the thing at him. He goes, here's your gorilla ready, and his dick's already hanging out of his fly, and she throws the thing at him. 
but it's all in comedy in threes. The first two he got blown, and the third one is the joke, you know. So yeah, yeah. doing a lot of that formula with that, and then she rejects them, and then so okay, so you have these three, and you see everybody what they can do and their ups and downs and their problems and blah blah blah, and then Lena arrives, and when she arrives, uh, fucking uh, she walks up the spiral staircase shot, which we finally get. And all the guys are watching her like, oh, who's she? And she's, um, let's see, her, her name in this is uh, Nini Lafesse. And she's like a famous porno star. And she's there on vacation because she's uh, reading her new script for a new film that she's in called Sucking in the Rain, which I liked. <laughs> and I like that she's practicing for this big, you know, late 70s musical porno, which they were doing some of those at the time, so it was kind of a cool little touch, you know. But uh, yeah, porn stars are always off reading scripts. That that yeah. happens exactly. She's really they preparing go for the role. They go yes, they go to go on vacation to study up and read the script. Okay. Yeah, and and just try to like figure out her character, you know, uh-huh. for uh, sucking in the rain. Yes. So yeah, and she says it's a it's a musical comedy. Um, yeah, and then okay, so then we see her arrive, and then. Uh, we have uh, Sato and Nini, who's the young girl. Uh, they have an oral scene outside. Uh, actually, they're sunbathing, and then they go inside and have oral. And then the, her husband comes in, and they kind of have like a threesome somewhat. And then, uh, But before that, the three men are peeping on Lena in the keyhole while that's going on. And then she finds out that her new husband's out playing tennis with a guy. And she goes, well, wait, my husband doesn't play tennis. And then they figure out that the new husband and the other guy are doing this bad comedy routine playing tennis because they're watching Lena and Lena is sitting on the park bench reading her script and like, you know, showing her legs and flashing her tit and all that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was, that was pretty good. And then uh, after that though, you have uh, actually, you know, I skipped a scene because before that you have Lena with a masturbation scene with her magic banana poem. And I thought of you, cause that was a very cool scene where she's talking I about was her very magic. Happy to see the banana. Rough. Yeah. Her magic banana. There was no actual banana. It was like a weird, like, I don't know, dildo with a bunch of bumps on it. I don't know. Yeah. It was like a, a yellow yeah, ribbed vibrator. Made me happy. <laughs> but it was very exquisite. She was like waxing poetic about her, the magic of the banana and about how the point of it and all going on and on about it. And, how it brings her joy. And, and so, yeah, I thought that was a very, very cool scene. Yes. Um, and then oh, there was a dub, dubbed moans over it too. So that was funny. <laughs> Lots of dubbed moans. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that was, that was the, uh, the, uh, uh whoever's job it was to dub the moans had, <laughs> had a field day. I'm curious. I'll have to go back and compare these moans to the last film and see if it was the same dubbed canned moans. Remember in the last okay. film, they had him over the. I would definitely scenes. not be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Same production company and everything. And they did it really, really quick back to back. Because, like, these, the last film, this film, and the next film, they're all like five day films, six day films. And he knocked out all three in like a month. So Sounds just, about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you know, one location, same crew, boom, 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 bring in Lena yep. for one. Giant orgy in a hotel. Yeah, it's not hard to do. Uh, so, okay. So then we have uh, the two men playing tennis scene, which is really bad slapstick routine. The guy's missing the shot and he's holding the uh, tennis racket upside down and his pants, he's wearing shorts and a jacket and they're trying to be funny and they keep cutting to Lena and they're like all into Lena and Lena's, you know, which is cool. I mean, it's cool that they're oogling Lena and stuff, but it's just their bad clown reading routine was 
just you know poor. Yeah. <laughs> I, the the comedy just was like ugh, it just kept getting worse and worse. Even the jokes at the bar at the end, I was like, why, why? I did not sign up for this. I think the comedy was yeah. tangled up worse than your hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm untangling my hair right now. Um, um, yeah, no, I, I, we need to mention, by the way, that it's Easter as we are taping. This. Oh, yeah. Jesus is risen. Yeah. Jesus well, Franco. We, we, that's true. We, we, it's Jesus Day, <laughs> and we did worship Lena today. So, so that's cool. You yeah. know. The only we Jesus did. I pray to. Yeah, Jesus Franco. Jesus so, uh, Franco. So we have uh, so okay. So after that, while the men are playing tennis, Lena goes back, and then we have a cool scene which I liked of the foursome uh, with the two couples. That was, that was probably one of the better sex scenes in the film of the married couple and then the other couple, and uh, then you have that scene, and then you have the two neighbors again, the guy and the woman, and then you have Lena with I'm the so maid. So flabbergasted that you wrote out every single scene. Yeah, I just kind of like, okay, this or this, this or this, this happened to this, this because that keeps me knowing the running narrative, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he had the uh, two couples, which was pretty interesting, like you talked about, where he was like getting his head down there. You're like, whoa, Frank was showing kind of guy on guy for a little bit. You know, he wasn't showing it close up or anything, but he was letting it go out. Yeah, remind is, me of the year this was again. Uh, shot in 78, released in 79. Yeah, so, so progressive. Well, yeah, well, for him. You don't see too much ass licking in those days, you know, man-on-man ass licking. I mean, it's one thing, I guess, even like a blowjob, but the ass licking, you know. Yeah. That's like a very, you know, modern, you know. I mean, the kids didn't really start doing that that much until these days. Now it's like, you know, everybody's fucking. Yeah, right. It's like a part of the state <laughs> in the 70s it wasn't that common right it was harder <laughs> it was harder to ask for something like that and then you know other things like that it's like things that were are are more faster today with you know now it's like generations right back in those days i mean i don't know i come from a different time yeah yeah <laughs> well we're the same age but yeah i know exactly it was the same thing it was like you know things that you oh my god you can ask for this now it's like oh yeah i'll do that on the second date it's like wow i used to take a year to do you know <laughs> okay so uh then we have um yeah so we have lena and maid in the bellhop so lena's in the room kind of practicing and she hears some people outside her door she opens the door and the maid and the bellhop fall fall down and she goes oh let me see what's better a cock or a cunt and she like oh sucks looks back it was back and forth back and forth <laughs> That was another one of those things where I was like insulted by the guy not having a hard on, and that guy never has a hard on. But like, yeah, I don't know his problem. Seriously, like, come on, like you've got Lena, like you know, like with her fingers in a coochie and her mouth around your dick, like rise to the occasion. (laughs) Plus, as a visual sense, to me, since he was uncircumcised, it looked like a sausage with the fucking wrap over yeah, it that guy's going back obvious. over and going back and back and forth it's like ew it just looks fucking nasty yeah know? the weird like redness with, yeah know, the, like, like the a- discoloration all throughout is just very unsettling <laughs> I, I mean i've seen a lot of black dicks and they don't usually look like that they look yeah. black <laughs> they don't look like they're bleeding and like sort of falling apart i don't know i mean maybe he had a what's that called when your skin like does the 
Yeah, yeah, it wasn't vitiligo because it was like red. It was like right. it was as if it was as if there was like a red vitiligo tip. I don't know. It was just very unsettling. I did not like looking at his penis, and I did not like looking at Lena sucking his penis. It yeah. made me sad. But <laughs> but what's really interesting about this scene, though, I mean, you're not supposed to hate on people's bodies these days. But right, exactly. I'm just saying. I mean, we all have our tastes, and like I think most people will agree that just you know. Cocks, there are some cocks that are more beautiful than others. That's just okay. I like how all these episodes go into you talking about cocks all of a sudden. It's just like, well, you know, these dicks and these dicks. Like, okay, here we go. Here comes my well, I mean, rant about pornos. We're watching pornos. I'm exactly. going to in. That's like, true. That's true. Know, that's true. You can only see so many cocks until you've got an opinion. <laughs> that's true. That's I mean, true. like, they're, you know, it's, we already have to put up with all these like you know amateur minuscule like they're not min- they're they're average they're like five and a half inches you know like six inches but like you know six at best is the thing there's not any like proper big dicks in this whole thing so, no very natural that's people. especially ugly i gotta you know call it out so right no that's, that's fair yeah it's it's it is, <laughs> it is odd that these last two films you know the guys are pretty fucking flaccid and and you know, I mean, a few of them do get erect, but it's. But even when they get there, it's like yay, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's never like woo. Lena gets to ride that. <laughs> well, actually, the one, the one that was probably the most was probably that Christian guy at the end of the film where she got yeah. him going pretty good. It's like cause you could tell she was into that scene. Like she was when she entered the scene, like okay, this is gonna be pretty good, and she looked like she was into it, and then it showed, but. Going back to yeah. the maid and the bellhop, we learn that uh, she talks about being in town for sucking in the rain and that she's going to go for the Golden Gobbler Award, which was. Oh, yeah, was that funny. was funny. Yeah, I want to I want to win another Golden Gobbler Award, I believe she said. Yeah. So that's pretty funny. I was laughing. Um, and then uh, we have uh, a shot, exterior shot of body of water, sailboat, another sailboat and a palm tree. Your body's. Water. <laughs> exactly. They have all that. Boom, boom, boom. And then it goes to uh the 13th sex scene, which I was laughing. There's 21 sex scenes in total in this film. Uh 13 is uh, the maid, uh Fatima and the neighbor guy. And then we have oh, these are fast little ones. And then the maid, yeah, she's uh delivering food, and then she has sex with the guy Christian, a little hand job, and then with the new husband is is a uh, nothing. He doesn't want anything from her. So it's like showing their inadequacies. And then uh, after that, Lena blows the three men. Oh, as I see, we talked about. Uh, I have listed lo- Lena blows the three men slash limp dicks, uh, <laughs> kneeling, and then later on her back, and she has really cool silver nail polish. She has yes, really she cool, does. yeah, and, you and see silver it. eyeshadow. Yeah, that's true. Silver eyeshadow and nail polish was quite effective. I was a fan. And her wig's pretty good too. Back in my my day, that made me remember. My get-ups. Nice. <laughs> it's a little hussy. <laughs> you can't wear um like silver once you get older because it right. accentuates the wrinkles in your eyes. So you have to like learn how to use different. You use actually you wear a lot less makeup as you get older. It sucks. You can't do a heavy eye anymore. It doesn't work. You'll you will notice this on older women when now that I'm no, sick. I I I actually noticed that I was at the bar last night and uh, I had a drink and this woman came up next to me to my right. And I looked to my right and I could see the wrinkles like on the, her eyes and like inside of her face. And I thought, okay, she's my age, you know, 48, almost 49, or maybe older. And then I looked straight ahead in the mirror 
that was facing the bar and she looked a lot younger in the mirror because of her makeup and stuff. So I was like, wow, it was really weird. I looked back again and then I looked forward. It was like almost like a movie, like, you know, <laughs> it was weird. And I didn't talk to her now, but it was just like, an awe. I was like, wow, that's an interesting experiment. So yeah, I know what you're talking about with the makeup and the wrinkles. Yes. Us cougars know the bars to look. You have the mirrors. They show the truth. Yeah. No, no smoky eyes though. But yeah, yeah. The silver, that's, that's one of those ones that I, I still have my silver eyeshadow that I never wear, but I won't throw it away because it's like memories of magical days gone by. Yeah. So if you go to the bar, you could be the uh, uh, (laughs) uh, fucking silver surfing for Dick. No. Yeah, you can um, still use a little bit, a touch of it, like uh, right above on the the middle, just to give a little shimmer. But you right. can't like cake it on, or you just look like some kind of clown. You can't put silver on your lips when you're uh... <laughs> youth is wasted on the young if you're not wearing lots of makeup. <laughs> Everybody says you're supposed to wear lots of makeup when you get old, when you need it. That's so opposite. You wear lots of makeup when you can. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they probably mean like maybe like a foundation or something, maybe hide, but and, still. Uh, you know. Trust. Because in this film, Lena was wearing a lot of white, I guess, foundation or cake makeup. I loved her. Did you see her? Her mold, uh, yeah, her little beauty mark. Just like and her, her wig, uh, too, that she's wearing. Her uh, candy yeah, costume wig. Yeah, she was totally Marilyn in it up. That was cute. I liked her little beauty mark. Sometimes she puts beauty marks on it. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? But like, that was a good one. That was perfect. She looked great. So, she, so looked she had really tons hot. of makeup. The young Susan Hay or Susan Hemingway, the the young bride, she wore a lot of makeup. Um, the Sado gal, who's darker but wore a lot of white makeup, that's maybe why you didn't recognize her because she looked a lot lighter in this film, you know, oh, which is okay. interesting. If you look at her face, she was a lot of white cake makeup. I was like, okay. okay, they're all all women in this are heavily made up. The other woman a little bit, but not as much. And of course, the maid was heavily made up. But uh, yeah, I was looking at that. And then we go to uh, a bar scene, which is always this thing. And they're doing two parrot jokes. So there's the talking parrot, but they talk about parrot jokes in this, which was funny because Franco used to always do parrot jokes in his films. And this was just like shoehorned where guys, they're all hanging out in the bar. The actual worst parrot joke, though, like it didn't even it wasn't even funny. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it made no sense. The guy's like laughing. Oh, yeah, he captures a guy. I wanted it to be funny. I was like, oh, okay, we get jokes like like, you know, because you're sitting around a bar. He's telling so the parrot, you know, like sees the guy go by and tells the whole thing. And I'm like the punchline. I'm like, really? That was the joke. I like that. You're what did he like? The parrot called him a fag and something else. It was like, yeah, it was weird because he thought the guy because because basically a guy was wearing a bunch of different colors and he thought he was a parrot or something. It was like that thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't even get it. I was like, Yeah, I was still. I was just still like, What the fuck, you know? Parrot's calling him a fag. Hilarious. But yeah. now <laughs> it was my highlight of the film was coming up. Okay, this is my kind of porn. Was there were some really beautiful scratches and some real change spots during the scene, like the little white spots that show up for the real change of like twelve seconds when they change the reels from the film over, and the uh, emulation scratches oh, yeah. on the scene. I guess I do recall that, but I yeah, it was real slight, but you don't see that. About it. it was just like a real bump a scratch. I was like, ah, it's like a nice little magic touch that, you know, shows up. <laughs> to me, that's my little yeah. like, fingers yeah. touching, you know, porn on film. Yeah. 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 So I was like, Ooh, so, so yeah, that, that's the part that I enjoyed the most. <laughs> uh, and then you have a good scene with Lena and the three women and finally it's Lena's turn to have a threesome with the women. And she does that scene. Uh, what'd you think about that scene? Uh, I mean, lots of, uh, it's funny because like, 
I, I wish it was more genuinely erotic. I get that like they're having fun and it's campy and all that, but like the whole like like right lena and susan hayward were doing the tongue thing back and forth like like in a rhythm like no one kisses like that no one on earth kisses like that it was really weird like watching her like essentially like do what you know she would do to a clitoris but like to the to that girl's mouth and they're both beautiful girls and you want to watch them make out you want to watch them like kiss all slow and like get up in there and french kiss and like be hot but they're just going it's like what are you like they're both doing that to each other right right having like a like a like a thumb fight like close your eyes going you know (laughs) like they're trying to fight each other and then the guys downstairs are like oh those bitches they keep calling them bitches that was another sluts too oh she's a slut oh it's a slut i was like why do you call her a slut that's like like, that's normal but it's weird the bitches thing i was confused by i mean guys love calling you a slut when you have sex but they don't usually call you a bitch like that was a weird like maybe it's just lost in translation or something i mean i know it's in italian but like even like the the weirdest one was like when the guy who was said he was a virgin his wife his new wife goes down on him for the first time that he's ever had a woman go down on him and the first thing he says is bitches women are bitches that's what he said like the first thing he says like yeah that's the first thing you're gonna say the first time a woman goes down on you and it's your wife like, and then when he has sex with the other couple he goes oh we're disgusting that was disgusting he's all happy yeah 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 like but but like but like to say that women are bitches like that, that's their first <laughs> yeah, that's thing weird. Head. like that's no one on earth has ever said that in the history of all time the first time they got hit they, they did not say no, you yeah. know, women are bitches that's a weird thing to say and then like yeah when the chicks are all fucking up there they're like oh i get the bit they're laughing at us and it's like well yeah because you guys are like you can't get it back up because you took a hundred years to get it up with lena right and now they're gonna satisfy each other like it was kind of sad was, they're commentating on how bad they were at sex like the whole thing was like ridiculous and yeah i mean because lena was like begging for their cum and it's like they didn't even attempt to please her oh yeah okay so we did kind of skim over that because we did it earlier yeah so that scene with her and the three guys she was acting like she was practicing for a scene where she had to drink from the mag drink from the magic fountains for the elixir because she was in a desert dying of thirst right basically drink the sperm from these three guys yeah yeah which is like you know a great male fantasy and all that and i mean you know but it's like weird that like none of them were like what can i do to please you it's just kind of like really there's three dudes i don't know i guess that happens all the time for now but it was just kind of surprising to see it back then especially with lena like i I can't imagine looking at her and being like i'll just let her suck my dick and i'll come like you wouldn't even want to grab her like there's all these things to grab on lena yeah you're right now that i'm sitting here thinking about it lena doesn't fuck any of the guys does she no she I just mean, sucks it, everybody. Yeah, now that I, I'm starting to think about it, yeah. Well, maybe maybe she didn't want to have sex on film, maybe with the guys, or maybe it was something, maybe that was her character. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize that. It was all just blowjob scenes with her because the other guys had sex with the other women, but not her. Yeah, yeah, At the yeah. end, she's like the magical fairy who goes Right, yeah, I was going to get into that next, yeah. So basically, uh, <laughs> first, we have the uh, breakfast scene, I guess, where Lena crawls in, she like sneaks in, which is pretty funny. I was laughing, actually, this scene, because it's like, People are sitting there at this, all have these different tables. Oh, and she like yeah, we have to this. falls in and sneaks in like a little kid or something's going, oh, like what's Lena going to do, you know? And then she crawls under the table and uh, sucks on the Christian guy out of focus first. He like pulls his little dick out of the thing. Uh, this, yep, they're all soft dicks too. All yeah. of them are fucking flaccid. <laughs> I, know they, I know they didn't prep before and I just show it all, all as it happens, you know? 
in real time. But um, yeah, and then he's smoking a cigarette and she comes away and blows smoke out of her mouth, which we talked about earlier, but that made me laugh. Um, oh yeah, th- this was a scene where she had the different blowjob techniques with all the different men where she's like fucking uh, doing the different techniques the guys seem to try to get these guys going and stuff. Um, but then, okay, so then it cuts to after that bullshit. Uh, actually, probably the three best scenes film-wise, in my opinion, was these scenes with people sleeping because, like, first scene had classical music. You had blue lighting. It was supposed to be night. It looked pretty well. It was nicely lit. Um, and you had, uh, she calls it a sleeping bed with the first couple, uh, the, the uh, love letter guy or the, the uh, sex ad guy. And uh, she puts their hand on both of their like, her dick and his vagina. And then she starts stroking them a little bit, getting them going and stuff and licking them and stuff. And then she like sneaks out and they start fucking. So yeah, so she's like this magic fairy, like, you know, giving them the, she's almost like, you know, I wave my wand and now you'll have the power to be normal with your fucking or something. I don't know. Yeah, she's fucking Tinkerbell. Exactly. She Good. goes around and, and magically like tricks them into fucking each other in the night. It was kind of, that's a, that was a cute idea. I had to give it up for Jess. Yeah. That's cute. Instead of like Jiminy Cricket, it'd be uh, Jiminy Suck It or something. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. So yeah. So it comes the, to my dreams all the time. Yeah, it was kind of a cool scene. That was actually a nice. <laughs> scene. I wake up masturbating out. and I'm like, oh, it must be because Lena <laughs> <laughs> visited me in my dreams last night. <laughs> and then next she crawls into the married couple's room and it's like light kind of a jazz plays, which is kind of cool. And they're sleeping in separate beds, which is funny. And uh, and she tries to touch him and he's like, well, Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, blah, blah. she's like, okay, this is more work. So then she has to do more work, kiss a little bit, kiss a little bit, hide and stroke them and stuff. And she has to figure out, which is funny, she's just a different technique for each people because the first couple is just like pet and then masturbate slow and they go. And the second one, she has to really like be more high schoolish because he's very virginal. You know, he has to little touches and stuff and then this little thing to get him going. And then she sneaks out and they get excited and they start fucking all that stuff and she sneaks out. And third, she comes in with the quote unquote gay couple's room and uh, they're harder to tempt. So it's very odd, this scene. I'll have to ask you about your, your take on this. So she like sings this little lullaby to the guy as she's blowing him. So is that like a mother complex type thing? Like the lullaby thing? Like, like his childhood? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think she was just trying to do anything to make him giggle and make him happy. And yeah, because she was like, was like soothing. slapped her away all mean at first. That was kind of funny. Yeah, they both yeah. were kind of like that, you know, but it was like with him being as he is, I was wondering, like, that's Franco's like, yeah, thing. like okay, the mother, because the lullaby, I was like, okay, is he, she tried to soothe him or is it like a kid thing or like a baby thing, you know? Um, so, yeah, so then she does that and then blows him and then they have the scratches on the film. She sneaks out and then it says Finn, and uh, my running time was 77 minutes on the copy I watched. Um, and uh, But yeah, so that was my breakdown of uh, yeah, Mine was 77 too. That's what we were talking about earlier. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's the correct one to watch. Down. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, it, it was good to see Lena actually with some dicks in her face that I liked when it got going, but I still just wish they'd cut that first half of the scene because i just i did it it hurt my heart to watch lena be disrespected like that disrespect my lena you know (laughs) 
well, that hurt me, but, but yeah, but I mean, you know, most of the time it was, you know, it was all so corny. It's like hard to, you know, it's, it's just a weird thing. Cause it's like, it's supposed to be porn. I mean, I know you're watching this with just Ringo thing, but like, you know, I mean, of its time you're, you're there to, you know, watch people, you know, hook up and get off. And it's a whole bunch of sex scenes. And when you're supposed to be like, like, I just, I don't really get the whole sex comedy. I just, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I'm okay with comedy. And then there's like, like, like if it's not hardcore, you know, like a sex comedy. like Right. Like Russ Meyer would do sex house. comedy and not show insertion. <laughs> but then when you're showing hardcore, then it's weird to do sex comedy. And there's guys like in the seventies, like there was this guy, Bobby Astor, who's called the clown prince of porn. And he was a porn actor and he'd always tell jokes in porn and shit. And, and there's certain porn actors. Uh, uh, it was John Leslie. And a few of those guys are a little, little more comedy and stuff, but, but you know, but yeah, it doesn't really mix really well. You know, and it does take you out of the thing. Cause you're like watching it for a different level, you know? But, oh no. Yeah. Well, I- I'm going to knock out this uh, Franco list real quick. You yeah. know, we kind of went through it. All right, Franco list. Here's all the usual checklist, and we'll go through and uh, knock these out because we already went through a few, but let's do it again. All right, number one, body of water. Saw that. Number two and three, sailboat and boats. We saw those. Along with number four, palm trees. Yeah, it shows all those quite often together. Uh, number five, jungle sound effects. There's no jungle sound effects, but lots of moaning sound effects. That was probably about it. Yeah. Um, number six, chained up person. Was there anybody chained up or tied up in this film? I don't think so. No. That's a rarity. Whipped, but... Yeah. So that's one film that there's no chained up, tied up person. Uh, number seven, dance scenes on stage, stripping. No, nah, Lena was already naked. She didn't really need to strip. Uh, club scenes, dance. kind of do a bicycle run when she shoved that vibrator in herself. Oh, that's true. That guy <laughs> that. Yeah, he says about that. That's true. <laughs> doesn't really count but just no, she, she shows her tit in front of the fence which was kind of that cool shot outside where she her tit comes out she laughs and pulls her strap up you see like people walking in the background and such i thought that was kind of cool but yeah that's yeah. not a dancing scene she sucks her own tit in this movie yeah that was and good when she pulled her own tit up to herself and licked it like she was getting off there was so much like male fantasy stuff in there like as yeah. if women are sitting around and they're like because they're looking through the peak the peephole at her and she's like sucking her own nipple like as if women are doing that behind closed doors oh, no, by place. themselves for themselves <laughs> like licking my nipple like <laughs> so you saying she sucks her own tit almost sounds like um she makes her own butter you know it's like wow cool right? <laughs> <laughs> so much silliness uh, okay, number nine, jazz music. Yeah, really nice jazz music in this. Um, in the book, they they mentioned it as hotel jazz, and that's stuck in my head. I'm like that should be a new genre of music, hotel jazz. Like you have yacht <laughs> rock and other types of shit have hotel jazz, you know? Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should make a hotel jazz playlist on Spotify. Yeah, a little hotel jazz sessions. Uh, okay, and then number ten, excessive zooms. Yeah, and out of focus shots, definitely on this, especially the blowjob stuff. A lot out of focus oh, yeah. in the beginning. Uh, mirror shots, yeah, I counted like uh, five right in the first 10 or 15 minutes. Or first 10 minutes were like really cool ones um, in each of the rooms. And then after that, he, he lays back on them, but he, he shows them right off the bat. Uh, number 13, mind control theme. Well, I guess they're under the seductive gaze of Lena, but that's about it. They're under her control. Uh, number 14, here we go. Magic tongue scenes. Yes, 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 nah, yes, yes, yes. 
<laughs> yes, 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 yes. So yeah, definitely tons of magic tongue. All of the magic tongue. Yeah, Zelina's greatest licks. So definitely magic tongue. <laughs> Magic tongue is what this should actually be called. Yeah, especially the first few <laughs> seconds of the film, you're like, oh, and it's there you go, checklist, you know. Yep. Very, very and nice. Uh, 15, red light. I didn't really catch me red lights in this, if it any, on Lena or anybody. Uh, it's all natural lighting, and then the, the blue light at night in the end to kind of to suggest it was nighttime. Yeah, the blue but, light was lovely. Yeah, it was really, really nicely lit. So that took place at red light. Uh, sheepskin rug didn't catch any of those masturbation with a letter C item. Well, a lot of masturbation, but no letter C items, but definitely a lot of masturbating going on, a lot of rubbing and uh, self and on others. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, 17 mad scientist, nope. Uh, 18 fish tank shots, no. 19 talking parrot, well, parrot jokes. Uh, number 20 in credits, yes or no. It says Finn, but no in credits proper. 21, handwritten notes, no. 22, spiral staircase, yes. Lena walks up the staircase and all the guys are gawking at her. Uh, number 23, inept cops or law enforcement, nothing like that. 24, belly chains, nope, she doesn't wear a belly chain in this. Ooh. I know, I wish. Uh, tw- opportunity. I know, I could have showed that. She's worn many nice ones in the past. Uh, 25, kinks. Well, I get that Sato couple, they have their kinks. Uh, the married couple, I guess, they're too virginal to know. Even though the, you could tell that his wife was not a virgin because she was with that woman more and she was more into it and led the guy around. Uh, number she was 20, instructing him on how to have sex with her? Yeah, exactly. Like, up and down motion, that whole thing was like painful. Yeah, like it's, a, like it's a merry-go-round. I forgot about that. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah, like he's so stupid. Yeah. Really? Like he's like... Like, oh, what do I do? I know. And it's like he's clearly way older than her. That was yeah. so weird. Try to aim for the vagina and slide. And then if you don't try lower, I'm like, wow, yeah. dude. Like, is he blind yeah. too? It, that was like, it was so bad. That was like, <laughs> that was painful. I mean, obviously it was done as like comedy as like, this is like somebody telling a, you know, a fucking two year old how to have sex. But that's weird. Yeah, I know. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Really and uh, let's see, we got number twenty-six. Great headboards, nothing. No great headboards. They're in that. They're in no that head- hotel. So yeah. that same hotel, no headboards. Yeah. And finally, number twenty-seven. Fear or desire? Well, both actually. <laughs> the Virgin guy's fear and Lena's desire. So I'd say more desire. I'd than say fear. desire wins on this yeah, one. Exactly. <laughs> but there's a lot of fear in this film. A lot of male inadequacy, sexual fear of the guys. You yeah. know. Yeah, if you're going to call limp dicks fear, then I guess. (laughs) Hey, what else can you call it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's a shining example of fear right there before your eyes. (laughs) Shrivels away from fear. (laughs) It is like, uh, I mean, it is a conundrum, actually. I have noticed in the past when you get more than one guy in a room together, they have a hard time, like, getting it hard if they're, you know, if they're not bisexual or whatever. And, and even then it's weird because if they're not sure if the other one is or whatever, you know, all that. And if they're right, it's all the mental stuff. Or, right. Yeah. All that head stuff. But yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've had that where like, I've, I mean, I can think of times and like I've been with a guy who never had a problem getting it up. And then like, you know, he's in a room with another guy and then he's all of a sudden like, can't get there. And I know it's because he's intimidated by the other dude having a, you know, dick out and I, 
that's the, I guess that is a factor too. So maybe I shouldn't, you know, look at it as like a diss against Lena. That's how I'm going to, or there's other guys that get really I'm excited this. or there's other guys that get really <laughs> excited to be two guys in the same woman that just separated by that really thin little piece of skin. And they're just going at it, you know? So you got to think about that too. Just oh yeah. No, no. Once, once they get there, it's all, everything's fine. It's just a matter of getting there. It can take, it can be tricky for that. It's that head that getting over that. But right. yeah, then once you're in, you know, the DP goes, oh, yeah, it's great. Right. No, but I'm saying some guys, <laughs> some guys enjoy the two penises rubbing together and some guys don't. So that's got to think about Yeah, that. but they don't know until they try. And, you know, there's right. a lot of. Yeah, so, the whole so. getting there sometimes takes a minute. So but you don't need to you need to cut that on the cutting room floor for the porn. Like, I, I don't want to see. Well, yeah, but how long would this film there. be if they cut all the fucking. Yeah, they could have taken some other half shots, hour. <laughs> no, we don't need to watch Lita suck a bunch of limp dicks. Is my point. Like, it just you know, come on, Jess. I mean, I love you, Jess, but you could have, you know, you could have risen to the occasion. But think about it this way: <laughs> Jess's show, and hey, man, all these other dicks are limp, but you're with Jess Franco, so that's what he's trying to show too. He's putting her with all these limp dicks to put himself higher. So. Smart man. Jesus is, is risen. That's right. That's why he's <laughs> with her all those years. He's like, yeah, I'll let you suck all these limp dicks, no problem. And she's like, oh, Franco, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was Jess's game this whole time. I'm sure of it. Very wise man. That's why he's Yoda. So, Yoda. But, uh, well, do you have any closing statements on this film, Miss Collie? Um, just that I'm I'm glad I'm not going to watch the third uh, uh, sex por- the the third porno made in this hotel right. with you. I'm glad that you've got another person doing. I mean, these have been fun and and entertaining and interesting, but I think I'll stick to my my usual uh, gross current porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then you can uh, join me on the other side of the X-rated thing and get back into some of the regular Franco films if you're so obliged, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, which is actually a shame because uh, now that I could tease you a little bit because it's like, well, this is what you'll be missing is uh, this actually next film is supposed to be the best of the three. Um, oh, come on. Bridget Leahy's <laughs> in it. Well, and it's actually about it's called Burning Up Inside, where there's basically Bridget Leahy and this guy are a couple. And uh, Susan Hemingway, the girl that's in it, you know, the young married girl in this is in it. And they pick her up in this club and they basically uh, have sex with her and they uh, uh, roofier knock her out and they sell her to this like underworld fucking porn uh, prostitution ring. And they have this thing where they keep, it's called burning up inside or no, it's called I burn everywhere because they pump this gas in and it makes you just all horny and writhing and you burn up inside. And you're just, you just can't, you know, you're overtaken by this thing. And then you realize that basically uh, the guy that runs this whole thing, it's his daughter that's kidnapped and he doesn't know that. And he's the one running this fucking evil like ring and shit. And then, um, Al Pereira, the detective, is in it again, and he solves the case, and he has to black go through. And so, yeah, so it's oh you my know. God, wow! See that that sounds totally up my alley. That's what I'm saying. No, like but, it's yeah, more yeah. legit. It's not all <laughs> campy and funny, right? Yeah, and there's sex scenes, but from what I've read, they don't they they kind of stop part way. They don't go all the way through like this one does. It's more of a you know, like, oh, this is good. Which mm-hmm. is funny because this film that we just watched is the was the one that made the most money. Because it's a regular sex, you know, suck everybody. It's a regular porno, you know, and that made the most money. 
but the last film cocktail special and the next film are more subversive and odd and those you know whatever so so yeah so mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to it but yeah you have to listen to the episode and you'll hear us hear all about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah so I mean, god maybe i'll try to track it down and watch it who knows so we'll talk we'll talk might as well watch the trilogy exactly <laughs> you know i mean believe no stone unturned you know as the yeah. would say so uh. all right well thank you again for joining me for this uh journey into pornography of <laughs> jess franco it was fun Cheers. you know very yeah different. good times good times good times all right, all right. Boys, so just...